You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Thank you both for joining us today. We are here with Jamie Bullens. He is the director. And we are here with Makai Mitchell. He is an actor. He is playing the character of Avery. And what is the play? The play is called The Flick. It's by Annie Baker. And they are doing it. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Welcome. For talking with us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So this play, it was debuted in 2013, mm. and then in 2014 it won a Pulitzer Prize. It's about three movie movie buff <laughs> misfits. Uh, not even and all of all of yeah. them aren't even movie buffs. Uh, <laughs> one of them doesn't even like movies. No, she. she oh really? No. Yeah. But they all work Rose. at a movie theater. Yeah, Rose, yeah, Rose, Rose does Rose not like movies. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> it's very disappointing to Avery when he when he finds that out. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Yeah, no, but Avery and Sam, who are the two two fellows that work at the the theater, uh, they're both like super movie buffs. So, yeah. and it's like like one of the last thirty five millimeter uh, projector houses. Yeah, uh, God, I, I think they're all gone now, yeah, aren't I they? Yeah, I, yeah. If oh, there is one, I don't know. So sad. Here. Did you ever? Did you ever work at a movie theater? I didn't. No, I. I, did. I mean, I've I've gone to movies so many times in sure. my life. The first movie I ever saw was Spider-Man 2. I don't remember going to see it, but yes. apparently that was the first movie I ever saw in theater. Wow. That's awesome. But Jamie worked at a movie uh, I theater. Did. I did. did. Work? I worked at a movie theater, and uh, the first movie theater I worked at was in an art museum, and I Ooh. had 35 millimeter, but it was the small reels, so I had two projectors with the switch box. <laughs> oh, okay. Old, old school. Sweet. Right? And so I had to thread the machine over here and thread oh, this yeah. machine and then oh, watch yeah. the movie and then do the switch box at the right time to switch from... Oh, it was crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then I worked at a, two movie theaters like the summer in between undergrad and grad school. And uh, I used to work it was a blast. Old, I used to work at the old Redbridge movie theater yeah. back in Kansas City. And we had, of course, had big platters and you had to build the movie up. Mm-hmm. And, everything man it was fun it was yeah. cool and one of my best friends forever was all god he worked at a movie theater for like 15 years <laughs> and could fix the projectors the whole thing and they would do where they would run they get one print and they had to run it in like two different houses at mm-hmm. the same time so they'd run it and it would be running across this giant booth and is it running here then it's going over to the other projector which is like 50 feet down this way and it was it was pretty fun it's 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 incredible because like this this play is pretty accurate in terms of like you know we don't if you're a, a movie goer you don't think about the people that are cleaning the bathrooms mm-hmm. <laughs> or no. or sweeping up the popcorn and all of that right and, but those people it's so funny because when I worked at the movie theater there was this sort of interesting connection and community but we were all so different which is what Annie Baker really tries to do yeah. when she writes this play she's like I'm gonna put an emo girl uh, a, a, a sort of upper middle class young well-educated black man mm-hmm. and at when she first wrote the play Sam was Jewish and I'm sure he started he is Jewish but it was more in okay. the play and okay. she sort of removed a lot of the, any references to his his hmm. Judaism uh, in the play but it was purposeful that she chose a young educated black man a young Jewish man and a and a misfit sort of emo girl mm-hmm. because those are those she said what she said was that they're sort of the side characters in films mm-hmm. that's know, true you know they're not usually featured in yeah films. they're and like so, the sidekicks yeah and yeah so she said i'm going to put those three people and sort of feature them, them the here. main character yeah i wonder what the reasoning was behind taking out the jewish part i don't know uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know yeah. did we make one reference to it if you even want to call that a reference yeah. at yeah. all yeah. in the actual story. But, I mean, other than that, you wouldn't know Sam was Jewish. Yeah, she made it. She did, like, yeah, I read a, a, an huh. interview with her, and she I made it sound like that in earlier versions it was more of a, was more evident. 
It was oh, more of a I thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that she just ultimately wasn't doing much with it, so she thought, I ah, just get rid of it. Yeah. Well, know, if it doesn't add to the story. Exactly. It certainly doesn't take away from the well, story. No, but. Because Sam and Avery are still super different, because Avery's like a young, educated black man in college, and Sam is 35 years 35. old. 35. Okay. Lives, lives in his parents' family. attic. And, oh, you know, so he's, okay. Yeah. You know, and so they're, they're so different in terms of, like, Completely. where their their background and where they're coming from, but they mm-hmm. immediately bond mm-hmm. because of where they work and what their interests are. And especially they got the whole movie buff thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which connects so many so many different kinds of people. Having yeah. And because I've been a movie buff my entire life. Yeah. I, I, it sounds like you have, too. Some of, well, some of my best friends, one of my best friends, I, I remember we actually started off not liking each other. And then <laughs> this is back when, you know, the DC Universe had all their movies going and the mm-hmm. Justice League movie was about to come out. Mm-hmm. And I just brought up the point saying, I was like, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. And he was like, bro, me too, bro. And then we, <laughs> after that, we just hit it off. We're still good friends to this day. We talk about movies all the time. You like mm-hmm. Ben Affleck as Batman. I think Ben Affleck's Batman was the best looking out of all of them. Wow. I think yeah. he had the best fight scenes. I don't think he was ridden particularly well oh, I, okay. I, I, I'll go I, with that yeah, go no with I'm 100% that. with you on yeah. that I, S- same mm. with Henry Cavill I'm not a oh, fan I thought Henry Cavill was made yeah. for Superman oh yeah I, I don't think they gave him a good Superman they movie to be in they yeah. didn't yeah. and it makes me mad because now he's done well, it was better than that <laughs> Superman Returns film though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hey the road to hell is paved with good intentions and then we almost had a Nicolas Cage <laughs> Superman too so, yes, which was I referenced know. to in The Flash yeah, yes I saw that they got all the stuff in yeah. that movie was so bad so piss poor unbelievable I, just, I didn't go see Aquaman 2 because that was so I didn't bad. see it well they're rebooting the universe now so yeah, it's I'll give it a pass it'll be on HBO eventually right right it'll come across my radar well, the first Aquaman was bad, so I was like, well, "It was, it was all right." Uh, I mean, it was Jason Momoa. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's cool. He's fun, yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like, all right, but yeah. it's he's not really Aquaman. <laughs> but it's, been, it's been so much fun working with these guys too, because there's so much age difference, and I'm a huge movie fan. So, like, every yeah. time in rehearsal, I'm like, "Well, have you guys seen this?" No. no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, have you seen this? No. <laughs> and so, and one of the most fun things that we did was I rented out the Joyo. Which is that old movie theater yeah. that's almost a hundred years old? That's in half. It's had ninety-eight years, I think. Yeah, oh, and cool. so I rented it out, and we all went over there one night and watched Pulp Fiction. So great! Oh, was that your first time? No, no, no. no I'm the it one was, who chose the movie, but it was several okay. people's first time. It was a bunch of people's yeah. first time. Yeah, lit- and to see it at the Joyo, shown through on a the, digital projector on this on. wall painted white, oh, right? Because wow. it had this vintagey brown sort of yeah. look to the whole thing. It my, was. It took my eyes a good solid ten minutes to adjust. Yeah, yeah. but I sat there thinking, man, Quentin Tarantino. He would have loved to sit here and watch this yes, film. He would have proved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. But it was funny because, like, literally, I'm like, yeah, Pulp because Pulp Fiction is referred to in the play. All the time, yeah, yeah, right? Okay, and uh, uh, Avery's a huge fan, and he quotes it at the end. He does that whole Ezekiel monologue. Oh wow! So you know, uh, and the kids Mm. in the show, I was like, you know, Pulp Fiction. We had people in the cast. They were like, "Ah, I've never seen it, and I'm like, oh, come on, that's must viewing. And so yeah, we all we took them all to see Pulp Fiction. Wow. What did some? Because I'm curious, because it is very much of its time. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. What do some of the younger? What does the younger generation uh, the think of The first comment I fiction? got was, "Wow, they use the N word a lot." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Tarantino they, movie. They, they said they Tarantino put himself in the movie just so he could say it as many times as he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But it was interesting because I actually had forgotten some of the things that were in the movie. Me too. Some disturbing shit in Mm. Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Right? And so before the film, I stood up and I was like, oh, I need to lay a disclaimer on you guys because there's some language there's some sexual situations there's some shit so it doesn't be ready yeah, yeah. you know and so I was the just, Bruce Willis storyline it, yeah. it gets dark I, I was just terrified that I'd get to school the next day and somebody would be like uh, you took them to see that movie what? <laughs> 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 I'm traumatized for life it's in the script <laughs> but I think it, I think it was good that we saw that because I think so I've been I've been talking to the cast and everything and I feel like there are connections with our three characters and, you know, Jules and Mia and Vincent. Mm-hmm. And mm, Avery, Avery, you know, he loves Pulp Fiction. He loves it enough to know Sam Jackson's entire, you know, monologue oh, yeah. to a T. Oh, yeah. It's not just like he's reciting it. He, he knows it down to the, the mouth movement, to where his tongue is in his mouth when he's saying <laughs> oh, what word. God. Like, he knows it down like that. Yeah. And I'm, I know Sophia, was it yesterday? Was showing me some of her dance, and she's incorporated some of the the Mia twist. Oh, in. Nice. So it's just little things that we're pulling from those characters to, mm-hmm. you know, help us flesh out ours. That's super cool. It's very cool. That yeah. is super cool. <laughs> I wonder why Avery likes that movie so much. I wonder why they like it so much. Ooh, why would a young connect to Quentin Tarantino? Well, well, I don't know. The Sam Jackson character is just... Well, yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of irresistible. (laughs) I've always said, like, people ask me about Pulp Fiction, I'm like, well, there's... Everything is in it. Yeah. Everything. You kind of got a little bit of everything. Right? You know, follow those multiple storylines, and it's it's everything. Everything is in Mm. it. It really... Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's... I, I enjoy all the Quentin Tarantino's movies. I... I'm I'm not sure if he'll top Pulp Fiction for for me. Oh, he's only got one more in him. Uh, yeah, supposedly he's, he's making one more. Yeah, so. supposedly. We'll now I did I did like Day in the Life of Hollywood, but only oh, because yeah. of the cathar- the cathartic moment at the end. Oh, right. Yes. That, that's the a huge alternate catharsis. history. Yes, yes. That alternate history. I'm like, have you seen that one? Which one are you talking about? A Day uh, in the uh, Life uh, of Hollywood. Or no, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. See, I watched it. I didn't love it. Well, I think it's because maybe you're not old enough to have a connection to the whole Manson thing. Right, no. I'm too. I'm even too young. Really, I, to I'm, I'm a little too young, but, but I, I heard all about. But it. I remember it, right? And I remember getting fascinated with I it when I was a teenager, yeah. and I read the book mm-hmm. and all yeah, this stuff. For sure. And so I'm familiar with it. So that alternate ending at the mm-hmm. end, when that whole thing goes down, I'm like, oh man, wow, this is how it should have happened, yeah. <laughs> right? And so uh, it was. It's pretty. I don't know. No, I, I know. I, I like his stuff, but I think, and I, I, I don't want to say he peaked with Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. but. I don't think he he'll outdo, but it was so new, himself. right? His it style was. and his sort of way of filmmaking was so new at that time. I think that's what Reservoir know. Dogs had happened, but it, it wasn't, wasn't as a big a deal until impact. after Pulp Fiction, yeah, and yeah. then everybody went back and go, "Oh, yeah. Reservoir Dogs!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, a good yeah. movie, but it was not Pulp Fiction. Fair enough. So, yeah. It was, it was like half one movie and half another. Yeah. Kind of movie, as I recall. It yeah. was. Yeah. No, I love the whole movie buff thing. I love. Uh, I love that it has a sort of a, a, a central is part of one of the themes in Flick. Apparently, mm-hmm. is is because you know a couple of the characters are movie buffs. It is that it takes place at an old sort of dying thirty-five millimeter yeah. movie theater. Well, it's a, you which know, is it's, super it's so cool. interesting because it's about so many things. I mean, I had to write pr- yeah. I had to write director's notes for the program today, and I was just like, Yeah, what? Yeah, what do I, what do I talk about? Uh, but it's like the, it's about so many things because it's about the development of new technology and how the world is changing. But it's also about something as simple as making friends. 
Yeah, they say for right. Avery, yeah. what is the play about? Almost what what almost uh, where is he? Is he in a different place that, at the end than he is at the beginning? Well, he. I think Avery realizes some things, but he pretty much ends up, and I say all the characters pretty much end up in the same place that they started off in. Interesting. And that's just with the style of the play. Annie okay, Baker sure. does a lot of checkoff adaptations. Okay. And so that's how the checkoff plays are. They start off one place, go through a journey, but then ultimately they end up in the they same They sort of spot. come back home. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a circle. Yeah. Fair. And so when it ends, Avery does, he realizes some things that he certainly needed to realize. But if you look at it from the outside, what really happened? Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. So sure. a lot of the stuff, a lot of the story that happens, happens in here. Yeah. Mm. And you have okay. to look deep in and kind of see what 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 did he realize? What does he think about himself now? What does he what does he think about everybody else? And see where that leads him now, mm. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, mm. I don't think there's I don't think there's there's change that happens, but it's in, but it's internal to the it's, story, it's internal, and then yeah. it's sort of you just shift back into. I think I think Avery ends up in a in a similar place with more knowledge. With more knowledge, yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. I like this quite a bit. So there's something that I read about this, um, that they have something called dinner money. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, in plain English, they just... Steal, <laughs> taking Steve's money. Yeah, they just steal the guy's money who owns the theater and buy themselves dinner and then justify because it because eight twenty five is not enough to live on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so. true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So, well, yeah. And you said you said you you were sitting down writing the director's notes and what are the sort of the themes and and is there is there a, a sort of a central theme or or, or, or do we have many themes well is i get i get wrapped up in we all work on multiple projects at at one time so sure. we were talking about earlier this play by jennifer blackmer that uh, so, so hard, it's a, a shameless plug uh angel mm-hmm. theater company is doing yeah, this weekend great. and next weekend yes there's a new play and it is entirely about connection mm. about human connection okay. well that's what the flick is about, yeah. <laughs> right? And so yeah. they're bo- just two different plays that I'm working on at two different times that are about the same damn thing um, because the flick is about, it's about connection. It's about successful connection, failed connection, the hope for connection. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, but it's about connection. It's like you can really boil it down to that. Uh, it, it can you can add other stuff on top of it. Oh, you know, it's about progress and how things change and your opinions about that. I mean, that comes up in Avatar. Yeah, it comes yeah. up in the digital film and <laughs> you know and all of that. So you can talk about that all you want, but the deepest core is, is about connection. connection. It's about we are all looking for connection and we have successful connections and we have unsuccessful connections but you can make connections with people who are super different from you by finding some common ground mm-hmm. yes that's what the play is about mm-hmm. yeah i think to be honest with you I don't want to get all philosophical on you or anything fine. but mm-hmm. that's what life is about really yes. it's like you know we're the four of us sitting around this table we're all very different very different. but the reason we're in this room is a common ground it's theater yeah. right mm-hmm. and so that's why mm-hmm. we're here Excuse me. And so, you know, and I think is that's what it's about. It's like finding no matter what your how no matter what how extreme your differences are, it's about finding common ground so that you can connect with people. And it's possible. And I think one of the things Uh, that's a huge theme in the flick is there's hope 
that you can connect. Well, you yeah. just have to find that. And when we were talking about this, the last thing I, we 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 need to get back, and we need to sort of re-remember that. You know, we all have more in common than than not. Yeah. And and we've all kind of forgotten that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I blame social media. I don't know. You're not uh, too far it, off. It has tribalized yeah, yeah, us yeah, to yeah. a terrible degree. Yeah. And now we got to, you know, well, well, you're this and you're that and you're this. no 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 no. Can can we just go back to being people again? Yeah. Can, yeah. Please yeah. stop stop dividing us. Uh, you know. And it's like I don't I I don't need to know. All, all your intimate secrets. Can, can I just meet you? Yeah. You know where you are, yeah. and we can just talk and be cool. Who are you, who are you as a person? It comes down to people's yeah, character. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's that's just go, kind of going back to what he was saying. When whenever somebody does ask what the play is about, it's always hard for me to tell them what it's about because mm. it, I feel like there's so many different things. Yeah. Sure. But it all does come back to the connection. And what what is it that brings us all together? We all can be very different from each other, which we all are in this room. We're of all course. very different from each other. Of course. But like you said, we're all here for one reason, and that's the show. In the in the story, they're there because they work at this this place called the Flick, and in that, they get to learn each other's character through little little things, little routines like sweeping and mopping. <laughs> they do and a lot of that in the show. <laughs> I hope that, that that's the show, if you ask me. <laughs> The, show about the dialogue is cleaning. the action. That's, that's the dialogue <laughs> is the action. But it's just it's from doing all those little things that they they find out that they do have a lot more in common than than they realize. Yeah. And so that's what it is. The the flick is about connection. Yeah. It's about the failed connection. It's I about it. connection that you never thought you would get. And there's connection, you know, that. Just some awkward connection. Very awkward. Connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's just about you know if you give the time, you have to you have to invest in the time to, yes. learn, to get to know. But it, 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 and Andy Baker's using the perfect thing because just a minute ago when we started this conversation, just bringing up Ben Affleck as Batman. I know. We could, we could talk for 45 <laughs> oh, minutes. Oh, my God. Just right. about that, right? And so we, oh, you yeah. can name movies yeah. that people have strong feelings. It's like if I if we wanted to talk about Gone with the Wind, it wouldn't take me very long because I hate it. Um, but <laughs> me too. We, we all have, you know, everybody has strong feelings about it. You mm-hmm. know, so like uh, in the, is it Wizard of Oz is the first play? The first Wizard, movie? Wizard of Oz is the first movie every, Avery ever saw. Yeah, yeah, and Wizard of Oz is okay. huge. You can yeah. talk about Wizard of Oz all day long with mm-hmm. everybody. Right? I, I, and, and I actually so. watched that not too long ago, and yeah. I had forgotten, I hadn't seen it in years, how incredibly sort of stylized yeah. that movie is. And that's it's, the only, I will say that Wizard so of Oz and is... not a lot of, not as much dialogue yeah. as you thought there was. It's the, Wizard of Oz is the only rabbit hole that I'll go down on social media. Because, you know, <laughs> oftentimes you get those social media things that say, hey, six things you didn't know. Oh, sure. About Wizard of Oz. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know those six things. Oh, yeah, his, his lion costume was made out of real lion real skin. Real lions, yeah. Wow! That's you know? disgusting! And so, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a movies and films, and especially in America, yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're, so, we're so film 
conscious, you know. Oh my God. Well, I just appreciated I just that this is a, pl- a play about, I appreciated that this is a play about movies mm-hmm. because that's really what theater is competing with these mm-hmm. days is the Netflix and all of that and getting people to actually leave their homes and go experience live theater. So I thought it was like touche. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, yeah. So, right, you want to stay home and watch movies? We'll write plays yeah. about movies. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's that whole, you know, uh, the, uh, C- coming out to, to having a shared experience and and whether it's a play whether it's a movie it's all a very similar mm-hmm. situation i mean you're, you're sitting in the dark watching this story unfold and it's about watching stories uh, exe- and except, characters except when you go to the movies you're just an idle spectator true when you go to the theater you're breathing the same air you are as correct the sir. and, you and are you're correct. in the immediate uh in the immediate situation that is live and so. your reaction will change mm-hmm. their performance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know it does. I know it we does figured that out during the pandemic. I'm sure it does yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we just had Sammy, Sammy's boyfriend. Like I said, we had we had the best rehearsal I think we've had so far yesterday. Because I wasn't there. Not because you weren't there. <laughs> not because you weren't there. I don't think it would have changed if you were there. But I think just things started to click with intentions and all of that stuff. Yeah. And having... One person there who was, you know, from an outs uh, an outsider, I'll say. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like having an audience. That's having an audience. Member. Yes. So it's like okay, mm-hmm. it's go time. Yeah, you yeah. get that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it's yeah. and I was telling Sammy that, Sammy this yesterday, when it comes to me, when I whenever I have to go on stage or anything, I, I can be nervous the entire rehearsal uh, period up until that moment. But it's like the moment you step on stage, it's like. It's just gone. Oh, and there's something else for you. Well, and it's yes. funny because I talked to Sophia, who's playing Rose in the show. I talked to her today about mm-hmm. last night's rehearsal, and she said it was interesting having Sammy's boyfriend in the house. He's the first outsider that we've had, like, watch Why, a run. Watch yeah. and, uh, and she said, well, we had some money in the house, so we had to bring it. Yeah. And I was oh, like, oh, right. so you don't bring it for me. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> but no, she was. She was like, we had somebody no, I, there. I so get it. Yeah. We, we had to bring it. I think a lot of it mm-hmm. is when, when, when we don't have people there, it's us being technical mm-hmm. and trying to make sure we're getting everything right. Yeah. When you have an audience there, you can't think technically. you got to think instinctively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of what kicked in. Which, by the way, I'm going to brag on the actors uh, a little Please bit. Please do. Because we, uh, I, am, I don't like to block. I don't ever pre-block. R- oh, really? I never, I never do any pre-blocking. You don't go through your script and, and block it? I, really? I, go, I read what we're going to work on, and then I go into rehearsal, and we just sort of walk. And I let the actors like instinctually move around and then if they do something I think is off or we might adjust right Mm -hmm. but I'm better at response than I am to like just telling them what to do because I want their input do you throw out blocking if it comes if the script comes with it because sometimes scripts Uh, we sometimes stick to it and sometimes we don't because like oftentimes those stage directions I'm like that's not a good idea because there are certain times Mm -hmm. in the stage directions for uh, this play that uh, there's been a direction to have somebody get up and move at a certain time and I'm like no 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 don't get up yet yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but I'm also a huge weirdo for having actors stay still when they they feel like they want to move, right? Because I don't like extraneous movement. Um, but okay. uh, but the other night we got in to do like the climactic scene, mm-hmm. like at, toward the and toward the middle, of, well toward the end of the second act. There's this big sort of climax of this conflict between the three of them, mm-hmm. and I didn't give them any blocking. And I said, look, I just want you to come in and and walk, 
just do it. I yeah, was like, and then we'll adjust, it. right? Yeah. And they came in, they did the scene, and literally when it was over, they were like, what do you think? And I was like, I hope the, I hope the stage manager wrote that down because we're not changing anything. Yeah, I like everything you guys <laughs> and I was just like, because you guys just did it exactly yeah, like you, you should have. We, oh, we made a triangle. Yeah. And which I didn't even, in that moment, oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, but they made this great triangle, and it, yeah. was, it, was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I That's said. Awesome. I said, "Wow, it looks like you guys must be learning from your teachers or something." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you're learning. That's yeah. awesome. Well, oh. and that's uh, probably coming from a professor mode. Uh, that that's probably really helpful. You're giving them that latitude to to figure it out. Well, and I think it's a collaborative process. Directing. It right? is. In terms it is. of like, it's, no, I yeah. I just don't think a director's job is to go in and dictate everything. Okay. Because what what how do I get the actors input, you know, in terms well, of yeah. like how they're feeling. I mean, one of the best directors mm-hmm. I've ever worked with, his name is Jason Minidakis. And uh, we did a show called The Goat, which is an Albert, Edward Albee. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. It's very disturbing. So don't just go read it for funsies. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it's an amazing play. And we spent two thirds of the rehearsal process at the table. Oh. And then, like, we only had, like, seven days or something of blocking. Just, like, reading? Yeah, he just stayed at the, the table, table with the actors. And they just learned. He wanted them to learn the characters and learn the relationships. Mm. When we got into the space, he said, okay, here's point A, and here's point B, and here's point C. I need you at those points, but how you get to them each night, I don't care. And he said, I kind of expect it to be different. And so they did. They literally Just got up it. and we, as long as he would build pictures and he'd be like, this is a picture I want at the top. This okay. is a picture I'd like at this moment. And <clears throat> okay. he would just let them go. And then and they would, their blocking would change away. every night. They would still build the pictures, but they, you know, I don't want you guys to do that. Don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, it was, but it was amazing because you get the instinctual response yeah. of the actor. Well, and sitting with, and and just absorbing those characters for all that time i imagine it wasn't a big deal yeah just like you guys doing your when he said just go in and just do it you guys had lived with these characters for enough time well there's so much you literally did just go do it well there's so much tension in that in that moment they were just responding the way you would respond if you were in that yeah which one of the things i think that we're getting in this show i think people will see is there's a huge honesty in the performances from these these students. That's I, cool. I uh, never could have you, predicted. You can't. You, you you excuse my language. You can't bullshit this. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And that's like the training we've had with like Shakespeare. Like Shakespeare, you can't you can't fake anything because <laughs> the text requires you to bring the most truthful performance you have, <laughs> and that's the same with this. Because if I say a line and I know that I'm lying to myself. It's just gonna come out wrong. It's gonna it's it'll come gonna out fake. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just gonna sound contrived, and I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, we'll catch you acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, and I like that you said that about Shakespeare too, because a lot of people come to it and they think it's something else, and it's like, oh no, this is like some of the most real stuff yeah. you'll, you'll ever read in your life. Yeah. Well, and I, think, <laughs> and I think they've developed, you know, in the same way that I was talking about the goat is the cast has really developed an understanding of the characters and sort of. What their what their goals are and what the what obstacles are, you know those fancy acting words. <laughs> and so, sure, you know, and uh, and so, but they've spent the time and the and the energy and the and the work put the work in, right? And I think if you put the work in and you understand the character, then then there's an instinctual sort of human response, right? And I think that's how you get the collaboration with your team in terms of like your cast. We're all part of the same team. And their input has to be those human instincts, yeah. right? And some of them, you know, you, they may need 
guidance or they may need molding but you have to start with something yeah. other than me sitting at my desk going, well, I think Avery should move over here at this time. Yeah. Because I don't know what that's going to be like when, when Mackay gets into the space yeah. and starts moving around. That I need to see this. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's so. funny that you said that because mm-hmm. yesterday there's – I keep going back to yesterday, but yesterday we had a great. <laughs> I, I, we had a great. Because I wasn't because, there. Because you weren't there. We had, and I, I keep hyping it up. I'm hoping I, we're going to bring it tonight. That's all I got to say. That's but, right. You'll see tonight. But just yeah. yesterday, that a lot of the the cast and everything they made they made me aware of things that I was doing. I had no idea I was doing. I guess I was shaking during mm-hmm. Ezekiel. Oh yeah. Where I was like, and I was in a posture where I tried to look stoic, but. Sophia said she looked at my hand. My hand was like shaking shaking. like that. Oh, because that's how Avery is. Avery's so he's so nervous all the time. He's just tightly wound. And in that in that situation, he that's probably the height of his of him being nervous and scared. Yeah. Yeah. So I think of that moment for him that if he couldn't get that out, that he would just break down in tears. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Yeah, Yeah, Avery. Yeah, he's a. He's a very he's he's in here. He's in his head yeah. all the time. Always yeah. in his and head. And that's been the that's been the challenge of playing with him because you have to you have to know exactly what he's thinking at every moment. And there's there's hidden context under everything he says. Um and yeah, I see that. <laughs> and um it's one okay. thing that Jamie has, has said is he, he always just asks he always tells us what are these characters thinking in, in this moment? Or, like, what questions are they asking themselves? Yeah. And at first, I always thought that meant that I had to have an answer for it. But that's that's the, the, tr- the truth about all this is that you don't. And they don't know. But they're asking these questions anyway. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's always a lot of internal dialogue. That, and that, that's, that, that's one of the things that I've always liked to do. It's nice to hear you say that, too. Uh-huh. Is that uh, e- even when you're doing action, I can't I can't do any kind of action without... Without something going on up here, I can't just okay. We'll go pick this thing up. Even something as dumb as that, you know, go pick up the thing. Mm-hmm. You right. know. Well, in Avery, I mean, the characters—he's all up in his <clears> head, and he's always questioning. I mean, if you listen to what he says in the play, he doesn't even understand him himself, right? No. So he's still questioning where he is and wh- what yeah. his role is in the world and wh- who he is as a human being. I mean, he, he's asking these questions. And I don't even, we don't see an answer to those questions in this, in well, this no, moment. Because right? he's young enough, he's not there yet. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's still wondering and still trying to find out. Because I'm assuming he's closer to your, your age because you said the other. Yeah, I think Avery's. Yeah, he's 20. 20. I'm 21. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other character's 30s. Yeah. And 35, and I think Rose is 24. 24. 24. Okay, so, so yeah. you guys are a little younger. Yeah, yeah so different yeah. ages for well, sure. Well, it's interesting to see, to see Sophia play Rose because Sophia's like 19. I know. She's a, she's a freshman. She's <clears throat> brand new. She is brand new. This is her brand first new. show. Yeah, and, so, oh, and wow. so she's playing a 24-year-old who's a little more jaded. Than, mm. than, than Sophia is. <laughs> so, yeah. but Interesting I, what that five years will do. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, seeing her, seeing her work last night, she, she's definitely growing more into Rose. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. All she's of you. Sure. All of you yeah. are, right? You know, yeah. everybody, all, I think all of them are really moving forward, and I'm, I'm super excited. We start tech next week, so it's, you know, mm-hmm. adding that yeah. that other element, that other layer, and there's going to be pretty Putting incredible. it all together, it'll, I'm... I'm not worried about opening night whatsoever. No. Whatsoever. And one, kind of going back to what you were just saying, uh, one thing I told Luke from the start, I was like, you're Sam. 
Yeah. I was like, you are saying <laughs> the way Luke can can ramble, yeah, and just start talking about something really quick. It's just like I I've seen him as Sam this entire. Well, time. I will tell you, ninety uh, percent of directing is casting and then just getting out of the way and getting out of the actor's that's, way. That's 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 my job. Yeah, and so this show is really well cast. I I will say that. I, you <laughs> know so. what? I'll say it too because I had no idea how you were going to cast this at yeah. first. I was like, I had I don't know. Yeah, I mean personally, I'm going to say. I knew I was going to get the part. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. But I, I, I really didn't know how you were going to put together this ensemble. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the finished product, I was like, oh wow, I didn't think, I didn't think about that. But then seeing us work together and everything, it all makes sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. And I'm glad that you put us all together because I think you're going to get, like you said. A very true performance. Yeah, yeah. And very, I was super happy when we got the callbacks and I saw them all do the work together. I was like, yeah, that's that's, that's your group. group. That's, that's your group. Right? And yeah. so, uh, it's so exciting when that happens too, right? You know, if, like you're directing and you have questions as you go into callbacks and then they go into c- casting. You're like, oh no, I'm a little concerned, but mm-hmm. I never was about any of them. So, hmm. yeah, that's uh, awesome. They're doing a great job. Now, Makai, you're uh, just going into your senior year, no, or graduate? Well, I graduate in May. Yeah, that's that's right. Wait a minute, what time? That's right. Where are you going after right. that? Where are you going? Uh, yeah, my like, plan is to go to LA. Okay, LA. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so this so much. Like such a great production. I got to see Thank this. By the way, time. where is this being put on? Uh, at the university, uh, in the Studio Theater in the Temple Building at uh, University of Nebraska Johnny Carson School of Theater and Film, the Nebraska Repertory Theater. It opens on February 29th and runs that weekend, and then the next weekend. Yep, till March the 9th. Day. There you go. Cool. Yeah, once it opens, I don't know. I got to come see this. <laughs> I got to come so see you guys. Seriously. Is the studio seriously. theater on the second floor? No, it's on the third floor. It's on the first floor. <clears throat> it's, it's, the stu- it's the black box theater next to the Howl. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It shares got the it. same lobby. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we've been in that. Yes, and it's, it's we a have nice, been in small, that well, not small, mm-hmm. but it's a decent sized black box, but yeah. it has this nice, intimate feel. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, cool. And the audience is on three sides, so it's a thrust. Yeah, stage, that's right. so mm-hmm. it'll be, yep. it'll okay. be nice. It'll oh, be nice. great. Yeah. You guys let me know when you're coming. So. I will. Yes, yes. I want to come see yeah, this. Absolutely. Come see yeah. Thank you so much Hell for your time. Thank you. So yes. nice yes. to meet you. So, so good to see you again. <laughs> yes. Friend of the podcast. Outside of, outside of his lair. <laughs> I didn't bring I know, any right? like, whiskey or anything with me today. Well, I don't know if we can have whiskey. Uh, yeah, we got to work. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Have Greg a good rehearsal tonight, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Awesome. All right. Yes. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.